Uh, hey, welcome to Third Thursday, Lunch and a Divorce Lawyer. I'm attorney Peter Olson, fa uh, Chicago Family Law Group. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, this month, I am super excited and appreciative uh, to have Adriana Laura Cook, right, Adriana? A, yeah. a licensed real estate broker with Compass. What's your full? You're a licensed real estate broker with Compass out of Oak Park. Is that right? It's Compass out of Oak Park, out of Bucktown, out of Winnetka. I have uh, offices in different areas and um, er, specialty areas in, in various pockets and neighborhoods throughout Chicago. Uh, but my area of expertise includes Chicago, uh, the Oak Park area, River Forest, Forest Park, uh, the North Shore, and the Western Suburbs. So that's gotcha. a long answer to a short question. <laughs> what's the, uh, what's a quick, um, what's your 30-second um, background in real estate? What's your, you're doing it now, you've been doing it for how long? Yeah, uh, thank why, you. Why and do you like it? I, do you, why do you like it? Why do I love it? Because I do love it. Um, first of all, I just want to say thanks again for having me. It's such a privilege to be part of this. I have really enjoyed watching um, and really absorbing your expertise in, in all of the related fields that, that you provided. And thank you so much for this uh, opportunity to be here today. Um, I love real estate. I've been doing it 17 years, um, started off in the Oak Park area. Um, but, uh, you know, like one year leads to the next and when you love what you do, it's not work at all. Um, so why do I love it? I love it because I interact with people. I love it because there are so, uh, only so many times when you go through a pretty important time of your, in your life, you know, the, you're married, you get married, uh, your birth of your, the birth of your children, uh, but then you get, you get to buy a house or a residence. Um, or your next home only a few times in your life. And during that time, I get to be there and I'm privileged to be in such a uh, integral role of that process. And it is truly an honor uh, to be part of this and to guide my clients through that. So that's what I, I love about my job. And uh, it gives me energy, renewed energy every day. That's awesome. I, uh, I sold a condo recently. I was surprised, you know, everybody talks how, you know, oh, what a great seller's market we're in. And we probably are. And I don't want to go too down the road into Peter's life, but it was stressful. It was stressful. Even though, you know, we're in a seller's market and you think like, you know, money's falling from trees. I think that was one of the most stressful things my wife and I went through was, uh, was selling that place. We had like three, we had three we had three offers to or, or, you know, we had one fall through yep, two fall yep. through, and then the third came through, but you know, for being in a seller's market where it's like, Oh, this just sounds so easy. When you're just like reading the news, it was like, Oh, that was like the second worst time in our marriage or, or stressful. It wasn't horrible. The net result was good, but woo. No, I, it is stressful. I think because, you know, subconsciously we're like, we buy and sell all the time, right? How easy is it to click something on Amazon here? I'm buying a bottle of mouthwash or whatever. And, when you relate that activity, buying or selling to real estate, all of a sudden it becomes so stressful because it is such, a, such an important part of your life. It's not just a trivial item that you buy or sell every day. Right. Hey, so um, just trying to tie this a little bit to um, a little family law, whatever it might be. Maybe somebody's going through a divorce, thinking about a divorce, post-divorce. Um, are you ever running into that situation? Why don't we talk a little bit about maybe 
the hypothetical sort of seller side of, of real estate? Have you kind of, have you worked through situations um, where people are in a divorce scenario, yeah. some, some part of it, and just kind of, you know, some, some thoughts, ideas, best, worst sort of things you've yep. seen going, going down that side of a transaction? Absolutely. Well, first of all, in real estate, when I represent clients, both on the buy or sell side, um, it's um, because it's so personal and emotions, as you probably have witnessed uh, selling your own condo this summer, emotions are heightened. It, it is an emotionally heightened situation. It's very, very uh, emotionally charging. And what, as a realtor, my, my number one priority is, and what I always strive for in a perfect world is to make sure everybody agrees. Now, even though, you know, in a divorce situation, obviously the couple is not agreeing because they're, they're moving their separate ways. But what we strive for in the process of the real estate sale or transaction or purchase is that they both agree. So I offer in um, my expertise, if you will, is to provide um, kind of a full picture of the entire process. I lead them through the process. Um, in today's world, consumer world, uh, we are dealing with a buyer and a seller that is extremely important. There's a lot of information out there. So my clients come to me on the buy side. They already know everything about, you know, the neighborhood, the school. They already know everything about, you know, the 50 properties that are for sale. What I lead them through is the process. And in that endeavor, I strive for creating an environment and an atmosphere of comfort in the sense that I always um, make myself aware of who is the make person making a decision. Is it a joint decision? Um, I have dealt with a lot of situations where we had uh, crisis scenarios in the sense that maybe someone passed away and now I'm dealing with a family um, going through the process of selling the, the family home or it is several siblings. So what we do is in creating this atmosphere of, of total comfort, if someone says to me, I need to be the person, you know, even though I'm not making the decision, I need to be perfectly informed at all times. So sometimes we'll do, you know, group text, we'll do inform, in, information systems in the sense that everybody knows everything there is to know um, at the level of the, of the decision making. Now that said, you could have a perfectly happy couple who's not divorcing that has hundred percent different opinion about a specific home. And I've had that. So the husband mm -hmm. loves it. The wife hates it. The wife loves it. The husband hates it. In that case, I create that space for both of them to come to that agreement. So um, it is very, very important to allow for the space. You don't need to make a decision instantly if this home is meant for you um, or, you know, when we're working with the sellers, if this is the right buyer, we can allow for the space for everybody to feel settled as we go through this. Have you ever um, been in a scenario, what I'm thinking about is right on, on my side of things, right? I'm representing somebody or I represented somebody in a divorce or something. And, I mean, are you ever kind of caught in an awkward middle place where maybe, you know, the two sellers are a little bit conflictual, I either divorced or going through one. And then you also might have other players, even, right? And like you could have Peter Olson's mom's divorce attorney and Joe Smith's dad's 
You know, you ever run into that where? Yeah, I mean, I would say I've had actually, I having gone through a divorce myself, I've, I've been privileged to be under your guidance in that process. And I'm very, very happy to share uh, from my own experience, what we ended up doing and in, in the unique situation of my family, we ended up getting back together. Um, and I would say the main piece of advice that I would have um, both as a realtor and as a person who was previously divorced and now worked things out, is to, to execute perfect um, honorable behavior and, and display perfectly honorable behavior. You're doing this not only because, and at the time, obviously, you're getting a divorce, you're thinking, well, here's, I'm so disappointed or disillusioned, but I will choose to honor this process, this person, because, of course, they are also created by God, you know, and at the human level, you want to be friends and, and friendly and respectfully with everyone. Also, remember the children. And in our mm -hmm. case, you know, we wanted for our daughter's sake to be perfectly honorable, you know, and never say anything bad about the other person or, um, and so ultimately, this led to us getting back together. But I would say, be kind. You know, you never know another person's perspective until you welcome Islander shoes. Shoes, and I hope I'm I'm not misquoting this, but it, it is truly you, you can't possibly understand someone else's perspective 100%. So so be kind. You know, it, there's always in real estate it gets so conflicting and so adversarial so quickly, and it's important to remember to be kind and give the other person the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just read a book recently. I think it was called Kindness is Your Greatest Superpower. It's in a, it's actually in a business book club, but that's a, that's a bit of a tangent, but it, it's usually the right move. Not that, uh, not, uh, not that I'm always seeing that in all my situations, but I'll tell you what I've seen, when I've seen difficult or challenging issues with regard to selling real estate, like in a divorce or after a divorce, it's um, it's lack of specificity in like a divorce judgment where a lot of stuff is kind of open ended in terms of the price, maybe how are price drops going to happen? Um, you know, even so, uh, I remember a case years ago where, you know, it was like every, you'd have a court date because we we're fighting about a realtor. So that's something I know I've become super aware of where. You know, a lot of this stuff is foreseeable, in other words, you know. Yeah, um, I can definitely speak to that. It's, it's a very important to lay out the strategy, the sales strategy. So let's just take, for instance, the scenario of a sale. We're selling now. Mm -hmm. um, I'm giving this as a perfectly, as an example, a theory, okay? Um, yep. So let's, let's say I'm selling to a couple and they're going through a divorce and they, um, <laughs> people have selective amnesia in the sense, and, and we say this all the time as agents, you, you, you give a number and you say, this is our best case scenario. If we could sell at this number, this will be ideal. However, if we don't, if the market does not receive this number as the sales number for your house, as the sales price, then we will adjust the price. So I make it a, a point and a habit to lay out a pricing strategy. This is the best case scenario. If this doesn't work, we'll go here, we'll go here. And these are the intervals that we recommend adjusting the price. So by really laying out the entire strategy for the couple in this case, 
um, it's important because you're really putting the decision-making in their hands. And at all times, as a realtor, at all times, I provide what the market is doing. So we don't only look as a seller, we don't only look at what has has recently sold in order to get the price um, right, but we also always look at what's under contract. So this is what the market is doing. These are the other properties that are currently selling Right. going under car contract and why not us because this is how we compare to them so in, in this instance you're putting the decision making power back into the client's hands you're honoring them with knowledge and the knowledge to make the decision and more often than not i have i have the sellers coming to me saying okay we're ready this is the time let's adjust and let's see how the market responds. If it, if it doesn't respond favorably, okay, let's adjust again. And you might ask, why would you shoot yourself in the foot this way as a realtor? Don't you want to sell it in like 2.5 seconds for, you know, and, and get your uh, record, uh, keep your record high of, of having sold really quickly? Doesn't that help you as an agent? My goal with my clients, the answer is, is that I have lifetime relationships with my clients. I work by referral only. And so right. my goal isn't to sell something in 2.5 seconds so that someone says, I wonder how much more we could have asked for this, but to really honor my clients with listening to them. If they say to me, I want to sell this in two days, then we'll price it accordingly. But if you have a little more time, I do recommend starting higher and see if the market receives the higher price. I had a funny experience in a case maybe a week ago where a judge literally had in his back pocket, not literally his back pocket, but he actually had a realtor where he's like, if you guys can't agree on it, you're going to use this realtor. It was kind of funny. I think he used to practice family law before he was a judge because I, I know the guy a little bit. Um, kind of shows how old I'm getting is that, you know, like my peers, are not, my peers are now being judged. But it was, it was kind of funny. It's like, that's not a bad little referral for for a particular realtor, it's like, hey, if, if, if you guys can't agree on it, you're using such and such. And that judge is pulled like, whoa, well, because I think he sees what I've seen before. It's like, if you leave oh. anything, if you don't have everything really tight and specific, it can yes. be a point of contentiousness and unnecessary court, court, court drama, frankly. So absolutely. There's only so much energy you have when you go through these heightened, emotionally heightened or emotionally charged situations. And you can get to a standstill really quickly with everyone involved. So it's very important to have a very carefully laid out strategy. And if you don't, um, you know, again, if it gets heightened, then someone has to step in and say, okay, fine, you're going to have to do this if you don't agree. So that's why I um, try to create an atmosphere of full collaboration, open, transparent, you know, let me answer what, it, you know, let, I check in with my clients all the time. Um, how are we doing? Are you, you know, and if you're in full communication, I think um, you can really avoid some of these frustrations that have happened in the past. Hey, so I feel like, you know, when I'm in a divorce um, as a lawyer, um, on the sell side, I feel like you can, somebody can sell, you know, parties can sell, somebody can do a buyout, right? I'm going to keep the home, pay my yes. wife half the equity or something. Um, once in a great while, somebody, you know, you might, uh, keep the place maybe and almost do nothing. Maybe, you know, maybe the child's children or something, have a couple more years left in the school district or something. Um, so I feel like I talk through the, the sales side a lot more. Do you ever kind of ever walk through somebody who's maybe in the midst of divorce 
looking to purchase on the on the other end? Because that's the one I feel like I'm less expert on. Um, again, when I work with buyers, and there's a couple of, of ways that I would take this, this question. Um, when I work with buyers, in order to prevent um, emotional frustration, we really establish the ground rules, uh, the parameters, the search parameters, the purchase price. We establish that very early on. Mm-hmm. The last thing you want to you want to do working with a buyer as a realtor is, well, what do you think um, you want to buy? And they'll be like, okay, this is the price point, and then they speak with their lender or they get everything, you know, all of their finances in order. And they're like, well, actually this is the price point. But now you've already shown, you know, all of these homes to someone that ends up not being able to purchase for whatever reason. The other thing is that sellers really don't want you taking anyone through their property who is not fully qualified. So the frustration is really eliminated when you know exactly what someone's qualified for. And so that's like way along the line of the conversation of has the divorce happened? Do they know what they can afford? Do they know all their financial pictures? So you really wanna know, my recommendation is don't enter into this process before you know everything for sure and you're fully qualified because you're in a market like this, especially, you could see a property right now and there would be, um, there could be two or three offers on it already, you know, and, right. and that agent might have even accepted and, and not had a chance to go back on the MLS and put it under contract. So you really want to be fully qualified, put your best foot forward, know exactly what you're able to walk away with from your um, divorce scenario and have that qualification pre-approval in your hand yeah. or in your agent's hand before you see that property. Because if you love the home, that agent can get you in there you know, within hours and sure. the home could be yours. Don't go into something just with, oh, I think I might be able to do this, but I'm not quite sure. Give yourself the time to really absorb what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. Immediately after pending divorce, I think definitely can have, well, I mean, that's a whole nother layer of, right. What's your family budget look like, like post-separation? I think if there's an open court case, I think a lender might give you a little trouble on that too, even if it's, you know, just sort of an innocuous divorce too. So sometimes I feel like you might need to do a cash deal, but. um, Well, in my situation, I think the best thing we could have done is we actually did a mediation um, under your guidance and with your help. But what I did, the best invested penny that I have put in not penny more than that, but it was, we got right. a financial planner. She came and analyzed all of the finances of the family. And she said, if you were to split everything this way, this is what it would look like. Um, mm-hmm. That financial planner was amazing. And she was invaluable to the process. There was a lot of, you know, heavy emotions involved going and, and right. saying goodbye to one wife and saying, you know, getting ready to enter another journey. But at the same time, she really um, guided us. And I think if there is any opportunity for that, do yourself a favor and hire that person who really has all the expertise to, to look at this from a non-biased standpoint and guide you through. And then you know exactly what you have, what you're walking away with and what that's going to look like. Um, the first thing she asked me, interestingly, was, you know, what is your lifestyle? Tell me how you live. And let's establish how much you really need to maintain this lifestyle um, or go this way or that way. And it was a very clear 
clear picture. I mean, there's really no guessing um, around right. here. So with that in hand, then you know what you can go and buy. That's great. No, that, that, that's great advice. I, I just, a couple months ago, I, in this same uh, interview situation, I had talked to a friend of mine who's a mortgage uh, lender, and I really learned a lot just about how, how the lender side looks at different streams of income that come from a divorce, like how child support is actually viewed differently than maintenance or spousal support. It's very interesting. Yes. Stuff. I didn't, yes. I didn't yes. know at all. To me, it's like, this is a stream of money, whether my client's receiving it or paying it. But I think, uh, you know, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they look at child support and maintenance as, as fairly different things. It was kind of weird. It was, yeah, weird. It was and, strange to me. It was very strange to me. In some cases, child support will stay on for this amount of time and maintenance won't or will. And so, yeah, the lenders look at it very, very specifically. Um, as a realtor, I not only refer out, um, you know, excellent, excellent collaborators, um, great home inspectors, wonderful lenders and attorneys. So I, I, what I enjoy doing is building a strong team around my clients, whether on the seller buy side, that we can enter through this process in as seamless way as possible. And that is the, the guidance and the expertise that, that we provide by not just like, oh, I heard about, you know, lending one, two, three, and I think I'm just going to go with them because that's the commercial that I just saw on TV. No, you really need to have someone that has provided an excellent level of service. And that's why I continue to refer you, Peter, because you are excellent um, in, in our own collaboration. So, and everyone that I've referred you to, well, you came referred to me for my friend, Debbie. And so everyone that I referred you to has been so happy with uh, your expertise. So I thanks for that. that. I, pre I appreciate that. I mean, hey, I mean, you know, we keep our little list, we call it internally, you know, we have our list of business partners, you know, that's what I Absolutely. call people like, like you and the immigration attorney and the real estate, you know, all of Right. I mean, I, I'm trying to be focused and specialized as I think you are, because I think that's, you know, that's the only way you become an expert. But yes. right. Other 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 things come up going through family law, real estate, life, where, uh, life. you know, you can be you can be that point of uh, whatever that expert uh, uh, to help others. But um, so, yeah, I think you are only the second people person I've run into in my career who's. Um, gotten married again to the same person. So congratulations. And I was excited to Thank hear that. You. I, I know yours at a more personal level than the other one I know. So um, yeah, no, and it was really interesting because even um, at the time when we were getting divorced, I think it was our mediator or someone, or maybe um, you or the other attorney ha has said to us, I have never seen um, anyone go through this process in such an honorable way and amicable way. And I thought, well, you know, that's nice. And, but at the time I had no idea that, you know, eventually it would lead to getting back together. Um, you know, you, you take everything as a learning process and, and I'm grateful for everything. I wouldn't have done it in any other way, but um, it's, it's important to be kind. Hey, um, I was just looking at your bio as we wrap up here. Do you speak five languages? Yes, I do. <laughs> what are what are they and which of them do you really use a lot outside of English? I was curious because that, that's very unique. I like I'm 25% Spanish, but so I'm 1.25, but five is pretty impressive. Okay, so I speak Romanian. That's my native language. I'm from Romania. I was oh, born wow. there and I moved here in 1987 with my family. I speak German. Um, in Romania, there are quite a few um, 
well, there's Germans, Hungarians, and, and Serbians, so they have schools um, for those ethnicities. So I went to a German school because my parents chose to um, send me to a bilingual school. So I speak German fluently. And then um, I also speak French, um, Italian, and of okay. course, English. So Italian served me very well as uh, we were just in Italy in the last few weeks. And uh, I was able to speak only Italian while I was there. So that was great. And you can handle Spanish too then, can't you? I mean, isn't that like yes, a, half, I understand. half an inch away from Italian? I understand Spanish. And it's always interesting when um, someone addresses me in Spanish or, or speaks, and then I, I can answer what they said. I'll answer back in English, but I do understand it quite well. Got it. Hey, so Adriana, thanks again for joining us. Let me just last question. So your ideal kind of client customer, and it's a two-part question, and where can, where can somebody find you if they need a real estate broker in Chicagoland? Okay, awesome. Well, can I, can I give my number? For sure, or whatever. What web, you... web, um, I, don't, I mean, or email. Okay, I'll, email. Give, I'll give well, my what, email. And maybe a website too. I mean, why don't you, how about a phone and a website? I mean, I feel like I'm going to I'm going to check out your reviews, which are all great, but I want to see your picture on the website and stuff, you know, and, and your awesome. properties. So that's fantastic. So let me give you, I'll start off with my number. So it's a 312-497-2044. And my email is adriana.cook at compass.com. All right. And then sure. um, you can find me under agents at compass. But um, I okay. would say that my ideal client is someone... Um, I don't want to be too vague here because I really have represented clients in all sorts of situations. I have had buyers who were ready to buy a home and uh, within the first 30 minutes, we were able to write a contract and five weeks later, they were in that home, I should say four weeks later. Um, sure. And then I've had other buyers and uh, who took two years to make a decision and now they're quite happily living in that home, you know, nine years later. Um, and then same with sellers. So I really am very open to working with buyers, sellers on the commercial, residential side, and also landlords um, in listing their rentals. So it's just been such a such an honor working with my clients. That's awesome. So, so in, in 2021, your, your, the greatest number of deals closed have been in what community that you've been involved, that you've been an agent on? Are you saying geographic or... Are I'm just saying, wondering, like, what's your what are you, what's your top community that hey, I've, I've sold X number of properties in X is is highest number. Oh my goodness, I would say I've sold quite a bit in Oak Park and River Forest, uh, Forest Park, and then I've also sold um, a little bit in Chicago here and there. So yeah, okay. Um, just, maybe okay. we'll start off with the Oak Park area and kind of branch out a little right. bit. I was just pinning you down a little. So, I mean, no, I love, I love pinning down questions. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, just right. I mean, you know, somebody who's, uh, I'll just leave it there, but Hey, thanks again for, for joining us, Adrian. I appreciate you jumping on here, professional colleague, friend, former client, and um, have a great, uh, have a great close to 2021, right? We still have, thanks. I mean, we can finish, finish strong. Quarter oh my four, goodness, maybe, you'll Peter. Have, maybe you'll have a nice warm winter this year and you can just go crazy, right? right to the new year. Exactly. Listen, it's been an honor. It's been a joy always collaborating with you and have me back anytime. Happy to join. Happy to join. All right. Thanks again, Adriana. Take care. You too. Bye.